Hello, and welcome to the Daily Catholic Catechism Podcast. My name is Dan, and it's a pleasure to have you here. It is April 14th, and we will be reading paragraphs 808 through 815 today. And it is the third Sunday of Easter. Uh, we will finish up this in brief section and continue with um, the Church's One Holy Catholic and Apostolic. So we're talking about the Holy Catholic Church here. We begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Church is the Bride of Christ. He loved her and handed himself over for her. He has purified her by his blood and made her the fruitful mother of all God's children. The church is the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit is the soul, as it were, of the mystical body, the source of its life, of its unity and diversity, and of the riches of its gifts and charisms. Hence, the universal church is seen to be a people brought into unity from the unity of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Paragraph 3. The Church is one holy, Catholic, and apostolic. This is the sole Church of Christ, which is the creed we profess to be one holy, Catholic, and apostolic. These four characteristics, inseparably linked with, with each other, indicate essential features of the Church and her mission. The Church does not possess them of herself. It is Christ who, through the Holy Spirit, makes his Church one holy, Catholic, and apostolic and it is he who calls her to realize each of these qualities. Only faith can recognize that the church possesses these properties from her divine source, but their historical manifestations are signs that also speak clearly to human reason. The Vatican Council noted, the church herself with her marvelous propagation, eminent holiness, and inexhaustible fruitfulness in everything good her Catholic unity and invincible stability is a great and perpetual motive of credibility and an irrefutable witness of her divine mission. Roman numeral one, the church is one. The sacred mystery of the church's unity. The church is one because of her source. The highest exemplar and source of this mystery is the unity in the trinity of persons of one God, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. The Church is one because of her founder, for the Word made flesh, the Prince of Peace, reconciled all men to God by the cross, restoring the unity of all in one people and one body. The Church is one because of her soul. It is the Holy Spirit dwelling in those who believe and pervading and ruling over the entire Church, who brings about that wonderful communion of the faithful and joins them together so intimately in Christ that he is the principle of the church's unity. Unity is the essence of the church. What an astonishing mystery! There is one Father of the universe, one Logos of the universe, and also one Holy Spirit, everywhere one and the same. There is also one virgin become mother, and I should like to call her church. From the beginning, this one church has been marked by a great diversity, which comes from both the variety of God's gifts and the diversity of those who receive them. Within the unity of the people of God, a multiplicity of peoples and cultures is gathered together. Among the church's members, there are different gifts 
offices, conditions, and ways of life. Holding a rightful place in the communion of the church, there are also particular churches that retain their own traditions. The great richness of such diversity is not opposed to the church's unity, yet sin and the burden of its consequences constantly threaten the gift of unity. And so the apostle has to exhort Christians to maintain the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. What are these bonds of unity? Above all, charity binds everything together in perfect harmony. But the unity of the pilgrim church is also assured by visible bonds of communion, profession of one faith received from the apostles, common celebration of divine worship, especially of the sacraments, apostolic succession through the sacrament of holy orders, maintaining the fraternal concord of God's family. Thus ends our reading today from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The website is dailycatholiccatechism.com, and you can email me at dailycatholiccatechism at gmail.com. God bless you all, and may these teachings handed down by the apostles of Christ strengthen your faith and lead you to everlasting life. Amen.